Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Pistol Pete. Peter, I am joined once again by one of my best good friends, Joshua. Josh? I know you hate that. I just call you Josh. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up? Long time, no episodes. Ah, Pete. It has been a long time with no episodes, but you and I were, uh, were busy guys. Busy guys. Got a lot going on all the time. I blame myself. I, I blame myself. I don't, it's me. I don't, I don't blame you. Oh, we blame you? Okay, we can blame you. It's your fault. I don't blame you 10% of the time. The other 90%, 196% your fault. I'll take it. It's my fault. But anyways, hey, I'm happy to be back recording. We are starting to get back in the swing of things. Life has sort of ironed itself out. Man, I got so many things. I have so many things in motion right now as far as content creation goes. Like, with, I have so many things for YouTube that I want to do. I'm going to start streaming again. Now we're finally getting back into doing the podcast. And, like, I want to build up our community again and start getting just fucking doing shit, man. I want to just do shit again. I miss the creative process and just doing things and talking nerdy crap all the time. So, I am, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this year. You know, things are things have been going well. And today's going to be a fun episode. Today's going to be a lot of fun. This good, good. Today, we are going to talk about the Sega Genesis video game system. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Yes. I am. I, of course I'm excited. Why would I not be excited? I don't know. I don't know. How excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm excited about a 31. Wow. Now, that, that's, a, that's a lot. I don't even yeah. know that. So uh, you better you better uh, be ready for okay. my excitement. I don't know if I can All match right. that level of excitement. I will do my best. But anyways, so we were talking about just episodes to do, and I think we were coming up with some ideas. And I like to do the retro stuff, so you know me. I'm always bringing up old shit. And I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, like, I was like, let's do a Sega Genesis episode, or I was like, let's do let's do Sega Genesis or a Dreamcast because the two those are two big systems for me. And I didn't want to do both because I want to do both, you know, some some justice for both systems. And I wasn't sure because, again, our age gap, I'm like eight years older than you, right? Because you're 30, I'm yep. 38. And so I, was, I wasn't sure about the Genesis system and how much it had an effect on your life uh, and whatnot. So I was really interested to do this episode when you said, yeah, let's do it because you, uh, you experienced it and, and all that jazz morass. So... I'm really Genesis was huge for me, man. Genesis was really big for me growing up. I actually had a Sega Genesis before I had a Super Nintendo, and so like because my parents—I don't want to say we were poor, but they just didn't buy me tons of shit like we do for our kids now, where we just buy them everything, right? So my parents was like, "We'll buy you one game, <laughs> you get one console, and that's it." And then maybe I got my Super Nintendo used from Funko Land. I remember that like many years, like towards the end of its life cycle, I got a Super Nintendo and that's when I wow. got mine. So I had a Gen- Genesis was primarily my the system, but I always played the Super Nintendo at my friend's house though. So I didn't really miss out. I played it a lot at, fr- at my friend's house. And, but I kind of want to, what was your experience like with the Sega Genesis console? So for me, the Sega Genesis console, I never owned one. I lived uh, vicariously through um, a cousin. And every time I'd go to his house, even though I did not enjoy being in my aunt's house because she was just a boring individual <laughs> and her son uh, was so much older than I was and he would draw like anime and 
he like introduced me to Dragon Ball Z and introduced me to like stuff like Ghost in the Shell. And um, he's actually also the person that introduced me to Metal Gear because he had all these consoles. He had a Super Nintendo. He had a Dreamcast. The legend. He had the legend. <laughs> he had um, he had a Dreamcast. He had a Genesis. He had an OG PlayStation. He had a 64. He had all this stuff, but it was stuff that he had gotten himself. But he didn't live there and he wasn't there all the time because he was away at college. So whenever I would go and visit, I would be like, oh, my God, is he home? You know, (laughs) so I would be because otherwise his room would be locked and I was not allowed to go in there. So I'd have to sit in the front room on the couches that had plastics on. All right. And when you're a kid, you really don't understand what the purpose of that plastic is. So you just kind of hate your life sitting on it. It's all weird. It's like. It's weird. It's like and all, and all the humidity in Puerto Rico, man. Oh, and Ugh. yep, absolutely, one hundred percent. AC on blast, super uncomfortable. But um, with the Genesis, I played. I played it at his house. I don't think I've ever played it anywhere else, other than maybe as an adult here and there. Somebody's like, "Hey, man, I got a second Genesis." I'm like, "Fire that shit up, fool!" <laughs> but um, that was really like my main exposure to the Genesis was that, and. I did. I don't remember what it was called, but Sega Genesis, not Sega Genesis, but Sega made a handheld. I don't remember what it was called. Game Gear. Game Gear. Mm-hmm. My sister and had one, actually. I remember being on a plane. I think I was going from Puerto Rico to New York to visit family in New York. And this guy that I got seated with had a Game Gear. And he let me play it the whole plane ride. And this he is like, big I was though, man, this is, I was big like, back I was like, I was like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And it was like, yay big. It was huge. It's huge. Like tablet. Look at that. It looks like a street, like a, like a, the steam um, thing that's coming out. I forget what it's called. But if you but, think about the content, like the stuff our kids have now, or we have now when we're traveling and stuff, like just like all the screens that we have, Back then, that was like unheard of to have a device that was, it was essentially almost, I don't think it was 16 bits, but it was essentially like almost having a Sega Genesis in your Peter, palm of your hands. Peter, it gets better. It gets better. Do tell me, sorry. He, he let me play it the whole plane ride, and then he let me have it. Ooh. He what? let me have it. He let me what? have it. He let me have it. He was like, you can just keep it. And I was like. What did you even though I was like a young, I was probably like eight or nine. That's even though amazing. I was like, I was like, woo! when he was like, you could just have it. I was like, I don't. Why would you do this? Like, I'm totally I totally I got it. This little kid, he's <laughs> bored on a play. Let him play it. I played the fuck out of some Sonic, dude. Anyways, <laughs> um, he let me have it. I took it to New wow. York. I, I was in New York with it. I was like, oh, my God, this guy gave me this on a play. My mom thought that I stole it. I got in trouble. Um, but <laughs> I was so like, funny no. That the first thing she goes like, to was that she thought you stole it. <laughs> yeah, because like this is like a it's an expensive piece of hardware, and this guy's just like you could have it. I'm sure that he's a very wealthy man, and he's just like I don't. You could just have it, dude. I'll just get another one. Whatever. Baller. But he, like those yeah, things were not exactly, fucking cheap. Yeah, man. absolutely. And so he let me have Damn. it. I had it all through the my trip in New York. I was everywhere with it. If I wasn't outside at a park, I was in the crib, <sighs> like going insane, right? And then I forgot it there. 
You fucking idiot. And I have not seen it since. And it's been like you got a free game gear. Like twenty two years. Yep. And then you lost. You probably so you probably already had it for like a week or two, maybe. I'd have to. I had it for about two weeks, and then I just forgot it in New York. That's man. How how mad were you though when you forgot? Oh, I was upset, but I quickly got over it because I'm a child. I don't know, man. I lost my five dial. Re- no, I threw it was up on really- my five dial and I had to throw it away as a kid, and I'm still broke up about that. <laughs> when Your I was what? like six, I had a five. Uh, I had a five. Oh, like from Five Goes West. Yeah, or no? It was from American Tale before. It was the first one, and it was as well, big. The dial was still, almost as big as me. What I said is still right. I don't know. I'm still broken up about it. <laughs> I still <laughs> want that thing. I threw up on it, and I never wanted it back because it always smelled like throw up. So like my and, mom and tried now, to clean it. Now so. you're like. We should have washed it more. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Like my so my first my first interaction with the Sega Genesis system, I had a friend that he got on some Nickelodeon phone comp- phone call trivia thing, right? So you remember how we? I, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. Like, who knows somebody that actually won something from one of these contests, right? That won like a a car or a bike or a video game system. Like I. You do know? You know somebody? What did you win? I won a fucking whole ass like BMX bike. Are you shitting me for real? I'm not. From and the what? story and the story about it is funny too. Okay, well, I now need to now I need to know this before I tell my story about the Sega Genesis uh experience. Okay. okay. First... okay. Uh story time. So Ever gather I'll around, t- children. I'll, t- I'll try to do it quickly, okay? Mm. I was at a school function. Okay, I was in middle school. I think it might have been around the time that the whole Game Gear thing. It was my year. All right. So um, I was in school. They were like, we're going to the plaza because they're having like a big carnival thing. They took all the students there. It was fun. And um, there was a thing on a stage and the teacher came around and handed everybody pieces of paper with numbers written on them, with a letter and a number. And I remember my Spanish was still improving my english was way better than my spanish but my spanish Mm. was pretty solid my spanish was getting better it was pretty good but there were still some words that were a lot more complex that i didn't understand um they're like all right students she gave me a piece of paper that said e73 on it and i was like okay we go to i'm like i don't know what this is for why did you give me this i see no purpose in it so i threw it in the trash not really in a trash i threw it on a pile of like trash bags that were piled around a single trash can that was in the plaza. I mean, there's a bunch of trash, there's a bunch of people, whatever. And then they, they're like, all right, students come around this stage. They had this big stage and they started doing, all right, this like cooking toy set, whatever, a 24. And some kid Mm -hmm. would go "Ah!" and freak out and go up there and get their shit. Right. Um, Yeah. And then they brought out this, fucking dope it had like it had the pegs it had the brakes it had like these dope ass fucking wheels and then it had um like this weird green like bamboo pattern on it it was really really cool and i remember standing in the group of kids like that's a cool bike and i didn't have a bike and then they were like e73 and i was like oh god and I like sprinted. I was like, it's a fucking raffle. I sprinted to the trash can. I was like, hey, I fucking jumped in it. <laughs> and I was like scrounging for this tag and I found it. And I was like, 
And I ran up there and they gave me the bike and I was so happy. And my mom got mad at me. She thought she stole it. (laughs) No, no. she got mad at me because it it was hard to get it in the car. Oh, take it home. (laughs) Mad at you. Why did you win this raffle? Damn you, Josh. I had it for a whole summer and it was cool. And then um, I forget why we couldn't keep it in the house. We didn't have like a shed or anything. Mm hmm. So it had to be outside. What happens in Puerto Rico when you live on the beach and it's rains. really raining all the time? It's rains. There's fucking saltpeter that comes out of the ocean and fucks it up. So over time, my well, over time, my bike turned to shit and I was sad again. And then I forgot about it. So I have a, about a two year time where dope ass things happen to me. And then due to negligence, I lose them. Shit, I'm surprised I have a house right now. How is it not burned to the <laughs> you ground? Didn't, you didn't lose your house yet? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's an awesome story. So, okay, I guess I know somebody now that won something. But the thing that my friend did, his name was Gus, and he was a little bit older than me, but he wound up going on Nickelodeon and like did like a trivia question, and he answered oh. all the questions right. And so they gave, he won a Sega Genesis on Nickelodeon. That's yeah. awesome. And I didn't believe him. And then they actually recorded it. And I remember watching it. They showed like his face because they just called in. They showed his face and they asked him a bunch of questions. He answered them right. And then you could hear his family like screaming in the background. It was actually kind of cool. And then, yeah. but so I, the first game that I ever played, actually, before I jump into that, well, I'll just say before I jump into my, my favorite games, I'll say the first game that I actually experienced was Streets of Rage 1. And I was like in love. I was like, oh my God, that game, like, the music and the combat i was in love with that game it was and that was like my first experience of that console i don't but, know if i've ever played streets of rage i'm gonna have to look up a pick dude all of them there's like four one two and three. Oh, dude classic stuff there's a streets of rage four no, is it like a streets side, of rage a side four scroll, is actually a side on, scroll fighter yeah, it's a it's a brawler it's it's streets of rage uh, four is actually on the switch think that's the one that they re that they did it's brand new awesome my daughter actually and i play that too but all right i'm gonna jump into some of the sega genesis stuff sort of some background information that that i know of or that i've done i was a digged up guy my english is terrible and i just want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff here so for those of you who don't know who are listening we actually had the first ceo of sega Michael Katz on our show and Ruthie and I actually interviewed him and he was really cool and told us a lot of cool stories. He actually told the story about how when he worked for Atari, they almost bought like the Sega Genesis system or platform. It was like a deal they were trying to strike with Sega. So the Sega Genesis console almost became the Atari Genesis console. And I always thought that was like interesting. Imagine if the Atari like how it would have turned the tables of the history of Atari if they would have, you know, struck that deal with Sega. And I think one of the things I could, that I read was Atari wanted to own the 16-bit tech and Sega was like, no, we don't want to give you that because we, we, you know, we want to own that still. <clears throat> what was Atari working with? They Nothing, because they still had the 2600, I think, and then a few other uh... things. So this was 89. This is before 89. So the the Master System, Sega actually had a system before this that came out in 86 called the Master System, which just was not very popular at all. And cuz one of the things Nintendo had 95% of the market share, so like every the, all, all the home console shit was Nintendo back then. It was unheard. Yeah. No one wanted to challenge them. I mean, you probably saw that if you actually 
Burning and Burning Speed, one of our Discord mods actually brought up the fact that there's this there's a documentary called Console Wars, which is really good. It's a really great documentary. And there's actually a book too, I think. I didn't read the book, but I did watch the thing. And they kind of talk about that. And it's just uh, really interesting. But the Genesis launched in the United States in North America on 14 August 1989. It released in Japan in October 29th, 1988. So actually before that. Then then Korea. And then, and then it was called the mega the mega drive yep. right yep. In, in japan okay. yeah because they could not call it that or yeah they could not call it that in the united states because of copyright reasons is one of the things that they they couldn't mm. and it launched for 189 dollars and when you adjust that for inflation it's like 440 bucks so i find it interesting <laughs> when you look at like the the cost of consoles back then to now and it's very similar to like what we pay now but back then, you got a game with it. You got two controllers. I want to say the Genesis came with two controllers. If I remember correctly. No, what's weird is I can remember almost every console I got, but I cannot remember for the life of me how I got my hands on Genesis. I thought you said your parents bought it for you. Oh. I mean, they did, duh. But I mean, I didn't buy it for myself. I mean, 89, in 1990s, I was like eight years old when the Genesis dropped. But I remember getting the Nintendo system because I've been wanting one for a long time. And my dad called me out. I remember specifically, he called for me to come to the garage. And I, walked, I ran out to the garage and he was holding the Nintendo system. So I remember that. I remember getting Super Nintendo. This is like towards the end of its life cycle. My dad got me Super Nintendo for Easter, oddly enough. So I remember these cons. I remember getting my Game Boy on Christmas, but I just cannot remember for the life of me of how I got my hands on the Sega Genesis. I couldn't remember. It's just yeah. weird. I don't know why, but it, I yeah. had it before I before anything else before the Super Nintendo because I had a Nintendo and then Genesis was next. Uh, the mm. machine was also yeah. The, the machine launched in Japan a year before under the name you said the Mega Drive. And they had some arcade games called Space Harrier and Super Thunderblade that they, they launched. They actually, Sega had a huge market in the coin-op division. So they had a lot of arcade games, but they didn't have the name recognition that Nintendo had established with, with Super Mario Brothers and all the other stuff that you know Nintendo had. Um, so, mm. my, so I mentioned Michael Katz, the CEO. He... I don't know what, where I was going with that. I already mentioned Michael Katz. So yeah, he was the first CEO of the company. He only lasted a year because he didn't sell enough. He didn't. He promised to sell more systems, and he told us he didn't just sell enough. And so they basically that's when they brought in Tom Kalinske, who just kind of changed everything for Sega. Michael Katz started though. He's the one that was responsible for the advertising slogan: "Genesis does what Nintendo don't." So he was pretty adamant that, that was which his is idea. an amazing slogan. Yeah. It's top tier. And so they actually talk about this in the that documentary that the japanese did not like that they did not like talking crap about their competitors and they and they and he had a tom kalinsky had a hard time convincing them to do this and it, and it worked though it definitely worked i mean they 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 went for that edgy teenage angst you know i just remember seeing like mario kart commercial and that slow like sputtering van and then they had like a race car and then you had Sonic come out later, which was just an amazing platformer, and it was yeah. just, just a, just a great campaign. 
But like I said, Nintendo had 95% market share. So it was just really crazy for what they did. And most of the biggest Japanese developers wanted to work on the NES and then the Super Nintendo that was coming out. So, Well, I still think it's funny when you talk about how he says Sega does Sega Genesis or Sega does what Nintendo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Japanese that didn't enjoy that. But at the same time, I wonder if Nintendo got that same kind of, uh, I guess, backlash from uh, mainland Japan about Nintendo because there is um, some stuff saying that Nintendo did the best that they could to try to convince stores to not stock Sega Genesis consoles. So... There's um that was done that do. was done in the United States though. I know, but Nintendo the slogan for Sega does what Nintendo don't was also in America. It wasn't done in Japan, but the main the mainland of Japan was like we don't like that stop doing it. But then I wonder if Nintendo got the same backlash for trying to pull a fast one by that trying to secure sales secure sales at a store. Because what Nintendo would do is that they would threaten to pull uh, Nintendo consoles off mm-hmm. the shelves of those stores if they stocked Sega alongside it. Now, stores like That's Walmart right. went for it, and Walmart was like, "Yeah, okay, we won't sell <laughs> Sega Genesis." So, just a little, uh, just a little fun fact for you there. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. No, that was yep. uh, yeah. Again, if you watch that documentary, they they talk about some of that stuff too, which was this. It's, really good and then i think um high score also talks about some of the stuff but uh we talked about some of our first memories with the game console i kind of want to talk about what were some of the games that you remember the most from, from oh no i did not i did not have a lot of uh um exposure to multiple different games no? it's it was pretty much sonic for me i mean sonic was like epic i mean we had never seen anything like that oh. apparently there was like certain technology that genesis had that made it be able to show the speed like as fast as it was that the super yeah. Nintendo couldn't have i forgot what it was called i just saw an article posted about it and i can't there, remember there what was, was some i know that the sega that the genesis had um the same chip as the the most up-to-date or most modern like macintosh computer for the time yeah so it was they, already it was already working with with a heavy hitting uh, uh uh cpu you know yeah, they had a processor that was that was one of the things. It had a much better processor than the Super Nintendo did, like a much faster processor. But what the Super yeah. Nintendo had was better audio, better graphic capability. Well, I wouldn't say better audio. It just had the Genesis couldn't do. It had more of a synth sound. So the Genesis had what was it called? It had the Yamaha Yamaha FM chip, and that lacked the ability to do like realistic samples of sounds. So I don't know if can remember most of like the sound like in mortal Kombat, the sound sound very like gargly like it wasn't very clear yeah i remember that yeah it just because it couldn't handle that type of audio even though this in the super nintendo could but what the genesis could do it could do uh like drums guitar and synth sounds really well like you can basically make music and make sounds much much better from instruments or something like that because where the chip worked so that was like one of the yeah. things that it wasn't necessarily worse it just couldn't do what the super nintendo could do and at that time having that type of audio was probably a little bit better like you know to be able to say say like words and stuff or have actual like sounds of people talking and things like that because i just remember playing doom on super nintendo like i the fact that they put doom on super nintendo was pretty pretty crazy but but yeah 
Yeah. So there's, um, I have a little bit of a, a fun fact, right? I was reading about these earlier today and I thought that this was really cool. So the Sega Genesis was the first console to actually have um, games that ran up into the triple digits when it came to price. So, for example, um, late in the uh, life of the Genesis, right? This, if we're talking about technology, right? Late in the Genesis's life, it developed this technology that they were able to locally implement onto their uh, games, not just on the um, on the console itself because it's hard to they can't do backwards updating and stuff like that like we have now. So they developed this, this tech that worked with what they had already physically in the console coming off of the cartridge itself and then working together, allowing the Genesis to uh, render rudimentary 3D polygons. And so um, one of the games that uh, launched at $100 was uh, Virtual Racer. And another game that launched at $100 was Fantasy Star 2. I've never played these. I saw some pictures, though. And for being as 3D as they were, I guess at the time it was worth the hundred dollars. But now you can get stuff that's you could make a game with basic tools now that look uh, better than this. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about this was ages ago. But what was interesting the Sega did, which kind of like we we've learned over the years that people just don't like our attachments. Like they had the Sega CD, the 32X. And it just was like nobody wanted that, you know. Like oh my even God, full the, F- the Sega CD, even oh. like the FMV stuff. Like it's funny because I talked to Rob Fulop on that episode that I did for Nerd Bites, and he was like, he even knew it was a shit idea. He was like, it's a crappy game. He's like, the only reason why it was popular because it went to the it went to the Senate hearing, and they were talking about it. And that was the only reason why it became so mm. popular. And he was saying, because you can't go back and do anything differently. You're just watching video, you know? And so that was one of the things that hurt the Sega CD, but you also had, it was an attachment and it was really expensive. I don't remember specifically how much it was, but it was very, very expensive. But going back to the games, man, like I said, Streets of Rage. So Streets of Rage, we're talking about the music, man. If you go back and just watch the intro and listen to the music of Streets of Rage 1, it's so good. Like it's... It's 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 like it's just good, man. I can't even explain it. It's just so good. Streets of Rage one, two, and three, man. And then Streets of Rage two was had this, was this other beat 'em up game, <clears throat> and they introduced this teenage kid or this like twelve year old kid or whatever on skates, like roller skates, and his name was Skate. <laughs> dude, he could like jump on <laughs> he could like jump on people's back and like punch them and stuff. I mean, man, that dude, he was like everyone's favorite character. And then they also introduced like this big like muscle bound like wrestler dude in that game oh man streets of rage 2 was like one of those games that we were so like hyped for the release of and i remember my friend's mom bought it for him and we were just waiting for her to come home because she worked at toys r us and like man that game that's a game that stands the test of time in my opinion if you go back and play streets of rage now that game stands the test of time it plays wonderfully right now and you know me i'm i'm all about like 16-bit 8-bit you know like retro pixel art and stuff like that like i love i love that shit and it just was huge for me and then, um, I mean, obviously Sonic, like Sonic the Hedgehog, man, I remember playing, there was like a cheat code you can get and you can basically just spawn like as many rings as you wanted. And it had like these really weird, like, I just, man, I played a game for hours and that was like the only game that my parents ever really bought for me on the Genesis were the Sonic games. I remember Sonic one, two, and three, 
And then I remember getting Sonic and Knuckles. And then you could put like Sonic 3 and Sonic 2 into it. was like a detached, not a detachable thing. It was like a, it had a flip thing and it had another connector. And you would put the game on top of that game. And then like in Sonic 2, you could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. And then in Sonic 3, you could get you could play as Knuckles as well. And you can get into areas you couldn't before. And it was oh really cool. Dude. It was so cool. The level of intricacy when it comes to details like that, like, oh, you have to play as this character or else you're not going to make it up that way. I think that that's so, I've always found that really, really interesting. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I remember playing in the first level, you could, you would see this like brick area and you couldn't get into it because you couldn't break it. But Knuckles had this ability to sort of like glide and like fist, like fist punch these things because he had these knuckles and he was able to like get into the area. And I I lost some, and then when Sonic Two came out and they introduced Tails, oh my god, I almost lost my shit. Like the fact that you could play with play with a second character at the same time. So like, even though you're not the main character, like you can't progress the game like the screen, but you can still play along was like huge as a kid because we all wanted to play co op, catch co op as kids, right? With with other people, yeah. And, and that was just man, that was just huge. I just loved it. And then um, Altered Beast was another one, which was this like corny beat 'em up game. <laughs> and it, like every time you get like a power up, they'd be like, "Power up!" <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> the exactly at the time they'd be fighting, and they'd be like, you, "I think you had to get three. I think they were orbs." And like every time you would get one, they'd be like, "Power up!" <laughs> and then one, and they would get buffer. Like you start off like super skinny, and then they would get like super buff. And then when you get like the third or the fourth one, you would just turn into like this monster. And each level had a different monster. And then, and then like at the in the, fir- in the first one, you're like a werewolf. And then the very last mission, you're a werewolf, but you're just different color. Like come on, like we can. I know this shit. Like I, I don't know what you're doing here. But that was like a game that I just played repeatedly, like nonstop, just over and over again. I just I loved that game. You're just sitting there, mother. Mother, I crave violence. <laughs> yeah, that, that explains I didn't a really lot. Have a lot of, I didn't really have a lot of exposure when it comes to other games with the Sega. Just uh, just Sonic. If I did play other games, I played so little of them that I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, you know. I think I, think I played, I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to deep dive, look for it. I played a game on the CD uh, Genesis that where you played as hobos you played as as hobos and i think i remember they were hobos they were like homeless people but they had like weapons they would like and you would like killing zombies you were hobos surviving like a zombie apocalypse and they would throw bottles and throw trash bags and shit i don't even i don't remember I'd have to look into it. That probably is what I just said is probably inaccurate, but it's the best way that I remember what it actually was. So I'd have to look into that because I honestly do not remember what it was called. Oh my god! Oh what man, great! What a crazy time! What a wild time to be alive! Yeah, and they actually had this game called Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which takes place in that universe, and it was so cool. Like I gotta say, for that time, like, Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal was like huge. It was based yeah. in that in, in that universe or that slash. It was like there was like a movie video, a uh, music video slash like short movie that he did for that song, and you got to play. That actually was an arcade game, and it was a four player. It was a completely different version. It was like a four player co op arcade game. And it was actually really cool. I used to play it 
with my buddy on MAME many years ago on an emulator on my computer, and he would come over and he would just play emulated games. That was like one of them. But yeah, you, he would do like his kick, and then you would see glitter come off his feet, <laughs> or he'd, get, <laughs> he'd do like this with his hands, and then he would like, like that's how you punch. <laughs> it was Wouldn't pretty, he fuck it? Would he make the sound that ah hey? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he made the sounds too. It was pretty funny. And then yeah, it was. It was wild. And then there was this really shitty X-Men game that came out, the first one. Like this this game was so shitty because whenever you used your powers, it took your health down. So if you were Wolverine and you pulled out your claws, you would start losing health. It's so stupid. I remember hating that game so much because I was so amped to play this X-Men game. And then they yeah. came out with X-Men 2, which was amazing. It was like this amazing like uh, platformer game. It was just awesome. But I just remember, and then there was Earthworm Jim. Man, Earthworm Jim was Earthworm Jim, dude. I do remember playing Earthworm Jim. <clears throat> that game felt like watching. Isn't he, getting, isn't he getting a show? He probably. I think he had a show at some point. No, I mean, they need getting, to bring back. Get, no, he's getting a show that's like CGI. Oh, uh, and it's okay. like it's gonna it. be like adult. It's gonna be like an adult cartoon. Oh, interesting. That was like a really like whack. I remember drawing Earthworm Jim all the time in my notebook because there's a picture of him. And I just got so like so good at like drawing drawing him. And it's like I just kept redrawing and drawing over and over and over again. But that was just like yeah, it was such an <clears throat> such an awesome game. But yeah, it was just something that I just played. Like I didn't have a lot of games for that console, but I just remember playing the games that did have a shit ton. There was also this weird game called Kid Chameleon. All I really remember is you could do. Uh, uh, rock paper scissors it was like a mini game and it would like show yeah. the hands and you would pick and you got like these, like these weird like abilities oh no that wasn't kid chameleon that was uh something else kid chameleon was this awesome game where you got to get all kinds of different abilities based on these masks or something that you would wear it was such a cool game and it was like super hard oh man that was such a great game i had i got them mixed up with the other one i forgot what the other one was was called but man i mean i just i loved that console just because I played the shit out of the games that I did have, like all the time. Uh, one of the things that I remember that was interesting was uh, the controller. So the controller was a little different because it came out. So this came out before Super Nintendo came out. They came out right. They came out right. Uh, they came to market before the Super Nintendo, and they were trying to like get their foot in into the market. And they came out though with a three button control with a select and start, which when Super Nintendo came out. It was a six-button controller, right? It had L and R, X, Y, A, B, and so, well, suck start doesn't really count. But so I just remember that controller though. Like I don't know why, it's just it's so iconic to me that black controller, and then the Sega Genesis in the center, and then man, I don't know. I just something about that controller. Just I just loved it, man. But then didn't they have? Weren't they also one of the first um, to launch their own like internally made wireless controllers that used uh, didn't it use RF? Probably. I don't remember because I only had the original wired ones when it came to those. Consoles. I think. Yeah, I think that. They were the f- one of the first. Mm-hmm. To have an in-house. Um, like an in-house uh, wireless controller, it wasn't like third party wireless. It was made by Sega, and it used RF frequencies. So you had to basically be in front, like your <laughs> like your remote, your TV remote. Yeah, and walk in front of it. Ah, stop it! Yeah, yeah that was a. Uh, I remember I had my friend had an adapter for the Nintendo that was wireless, and I don't I don't know if it was RF, but you could like 
basically sit further back because it was and then you just plug it into the adapter and it was four it was a four controller thing and then it worked that way but so the last thing that i'll say about the the console was that the nintendo so looking back nintendo sold four 49 million super nes consoles over the course of that their generation which beat the genesis which sold 29 million units but i think what what is telling about that is the fact that they had zero percent market share at the launch of the genesis well they didn't have zero percent they probably had like one percent because they had the master system at the time the sega had no nothing at all when it came to the that market and the fact that all of the like the sega like all that stuff and oh i remember jurassic park too jurassic park was an amazing game that game was amazing and aladdin i played aladdin so much and I was I was like I actually beat that game. I remember beating it, and like people were like my friends were like cheering because my next door neighbors were over. I remember that game. That game was so hard, but yeah, I loved that game. Yeah, Aladdin. Yeah. I remember playing. I don't think I played it for Sega. Maybe I played it for SNES. And I I remember it being hard as fuck. But with, and what's interesting, there's two different versions of Aladdin. Like the one for Super Nintendo was made by a different company, and it was like a completely different type of game. But based oh, on see, same, I, then maybe they did. Then I don't know. Maybe, yeah. And that was I remember playing a Super Nintendo. I was like, oh my god, this is like a completely different game. This is not nothing like the Genesis one. But I love, and then plus I loved Aladdin. Like that was like one of my favorite kids' movies. Like growing up, I could probably still quote that movie. <clears throat> like I remember mm-hmm. watching that movie with my daughter. I was like, look at this, look at this. I'm so ticked off that I'm molting, and my daughter just started cracking up because I was saying it. Patience, Tiago. Patience. That's funny. <laughs> I'd just start quoting Aladdin because yeah, he just, was obviously just less than worthy. Gilbert Godfrey, dude. Yeah. Well, there's a big surprise. Come on, Jaffa. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that pretty much that pretty much ends it. I didn't have a whole lot uh, else to talk about on the Sega Genesis other than I just love that console. It was pretty groundbreaking for for what it did for the console war. Like it was one of the it was like the first like console war that we really had. I remember my. I remember being a kid, like arguing with my friends about which console was better. Like we would argue, literally have like fights about it. Yeah. And here we are, forty years there old, is, thirty, and forty years old, still arguing which system is better. Yep, it never ends. One cool <laughs> thing about the Genesis, I guess, if you want to say in terms of like evolving with the gaming space, right, is it was the first console ever to have uh, games come out that had an MSRB, an ESRB rating. Um, they did it before any Nintendo game got slapped with a with a maturity rating or any kind of rating. Uh, the Sega Genesis games were the first ones to do it. Actually, it was both. Well, maybe Genesis had the first game to do it, uh, but because yep. um, ESRB was created for all video games. No, which I know, game? I know, I know. Which game but was I'm, it? Do you know which game it was? Was the I first do one? not. I do not know what game it was, but I know that it was a Sega Genesis game. We'll have to look that up. That is pretty cool to think about. It might have been Mortal Kombat. That's what I was thinking. Well, uh, yeah, you know, you know th- what probably what gonna... happened? Didn't they develop ESRB because of Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad and you then, brought that up. I don't think I don't think that Mortal Kombat was on the Sega yet. Because no, Sega what happened had was, Mortal Kombat. What had happened was what they, had to happen. They had all of these these like violent games like doom had come out you had mortal Kombat, which actually came out um and 
they well, you're right. It was before it came out, but everyone knew how violent Mortal Kombat was because it was already out in the arcades. And so then all these politicians were virtue signaling. Oh, what about the children? Oh, we have these studies that were bullshit. And, you know, like this, it's all documented about how crazy these, even like Hillary, Hillary Clinton, uh, was the Senator Joe Lieberman. Like they were just a bunch of assholes and they're just trying to find something, a cause and what better cause than something to protect your ah, children from. I've discovered what it is. I just clarified our question. What was it? Sega, Sega's rating system came before, uh, um, Oh, they it was self-imposed. Ah, okay. It was self-imposed. It wasn't like an ES. It wasn't how ESRB is that applies to everybody across the board in order to alleviate parents after hearing everything that's happening and listening to hearings between Nintendo and 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 people that were disgruntled about their video game content without being properly warned uh, about what their children were consuming. Um, Sega was the first console that were like, hey. We they obviously are asking for something. Let's do it. And they were the first ones to impose a rating on themselves. It was self-imposed. It wasn't ESRB until ESRB worked out all of its kinks and eventually pushed it out later for everybody as the gold standard. That's interesting because I vaguely remember seeing rating systems on the the games. But I'm glad you brought up Mortal Kombat because I, how could I forget about Mortal Kombat? I still, I'm pretty sure I still remember the code A B A C A B B. Yeah, so for example, that was the, for the blood code. The rating for Mortal Kombat on the Genesis, what it doesn't say ESRB rating, it just says MA 13. And I know exactly what image you're talking about because I, I can see it in my just I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I, I didn't know that that was self imposed. I don't remember that because I, I mean, I was a kid, I don't, I don't remember it being self imposed. But then, like, how could I forget? How could I forget about Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam? All those Midway classics. Yeah. Oh my god, I played those so much. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was a pretty big staple of my childhood. My dad thought it was hilarious about how violent that game was. I used to like he used to get I remember showing my dad that was sub zero uh fatality and he fucking loved it. He thought it was hilarious. Like it was so good because he just couldn't believe that they were putting stuff like that into a video game and then but he yeah. he knew it was dumb, like I I mean Look at me now. I'm not murdering people that you know of. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I mean, that was like the whole thing. Like, oh, we're going to have all these murderous children when they grow up. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's much better or worse than when we were kids. But yeah, it was self-imposed. And it, it was actually so effective that the rest of the industry dev- devised the ESRB. Mm. So that, and, but they based it solely off of that, that precursor imp- self-imposed rating system that Genesis used. Hmm. That Sega used, and yeah. I think that's fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know so Sega actually were the first to impose that. That's actually pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Fun fact: T I L. Today I learned. <laughs> <laughs> On today's till. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all I really had. I think I'm gonna. I think I'll end it here. Unless you have anything else that you want to say or forever hold your peace? I do not. Actually, uh, if you're a parent and your kid walks up and tells you that the, this uh, stranger gave them a free video game handheld console, don't immediately jump to, you stole it, all right? I don't know. If the, my daughter uh, came back, I'd be like, you stole that. Who, where'd, you, where'd you get that from? Go question the adult and clear it up. 
I'm, don't beat your don't beat your kids like I was. I mean, I wouldn't beat my daughter, but I'm definitely gonna question it, Rick. Oh, oh, you got it for free, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. tell me this story. How much did it cost? They gave it yeah. to me. No. Please, I am a small child. All right, yeah, man. If that's if that's all we got, I guess uh, that's all we got. We'll hopefully see you guys in the next episode. Uh, if you guys are interested in what everything else that we do, go and head over to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. We got a lot of stuff going on over there, a, a growing community. Um, and as usual, don't be shitty. All right, everybody. <laughs> see, it's check out next. Check us out next time to see if we're here next time. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>